Hey guys, Rusty here from Impact Dynamics and I want to thank you uh, personally for uh, listening to the audio version of the Impact Dynamics live show. This is like a daily show that we've been doing uh, online uh, through our YouTube channel. Uh, a couple of things don't necessarily translate into audio. apologise in advance for that. Uh, but yeah, if it's, a, it's a video show and uh, we just thought we'd put these together for the guys who are perhaps driving to work or whatever it is. And So you still get a chance to be involved. wanted to let you know that Wednesday nights we do this Zoom hangout after the show. So if you happen to be around and you happen to be able to be watching uh, during that. Uh, at the end of the show, we put the numbers up for the Zoom uh, Zoom room, I guess, uh, jump on and, and we get to uh, show off guns and look at each other and talk about stuff. And it's been really a, an excellent way to sort of continue to uh, to see that, that other people and grow that community as we go along. So anyway, I uh, won't waste any more of your time. We'll keep these shows coming uh, six days a week. And let's get into the show now. Thanks for listening. Hello ladies and gentlemen, Rusty here and welcome back to Impact Dynamics Live, episode 21 or something. That's like nearly four weeks worth of uh, doing this Uh, and you're still coming back and still watching. That's awesome. Thanks so much for uh, being here tonight. Looking forward to having Jay on the show. Uh, Jay, this is Jay's third appearance and we actually haven't spoken about what he actually does with his training, which uh, that's what we're going to get into tonight because uh, he spoke about New Zealand trip on one of them and and then we we did a QA and a on the next. So we actually... Actually, haven't talked about orange accuracy and all the amazing stuff they do uh, there. So that's that's tonight's plan. If you've got questions for Jay, um, chuck them in the comments. Uh, if you are having something to drink, chuck that in the comments. Just put some comments out. Let's start this thing rolling. Let's have a good show tonight. There we go. Uh, we, uh, we're getting uh, told by Butters already. He's, he's enjoying the uh, Heatstroke open shirt. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, first comment on some clothing. I'm not really known as a fashion uh, icon or anything. Not yet. Anyway, working on that. I'm going to get a beard trimmer and get this all tidied up, and then we're going to... Anyway, uh, future goals. Future goals. Uh, guys, massive uh, thanks, Projectile Warehouse, as well. Um, Got some exciting news about Projectile Warehouse, but what you need to know is you can save 5% off everything on the site by using the code IDLIVE with the number 5. Uh, and today, just today, added the full range of Outer Edge projectiles on there uh, and also put up a new announcement that's coming up tomorrow, but just sneak it in there slightly now, bulk packs on OEP projectiles. More details tomorrow. It is uh, it is very exciting and, uh, and local and Australian-made, and that's all good news. Uh, hello Emma, hello Charles, um, hello Lexi and Richard. Oh, we got all sorts of people in here tonight. This is uh, this is good fun. I uh, hope you guys uh, and and Andrew and Sean and Ben and Paul. Wow! All right, thanks guys for saying good day. Hope you're uh, hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever it has been. Uh, what else we got to tell you, Lance? Good day. Um, I think that's about it. Tomorrow, we're going to tell you who's coming up on the show. So tomorrow, Steve from our Outer Edge Projectiles, hence the announcement's going to be held off until then, and there'll be some details on there. Uh, and so Steve's going to come on, talk about projectile design, talk about making projectiles in Australia, and, and all sorts of uh, interesting... One of the, the most clued-up dudes on reloading I've, I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and, and can talk really in-depth. Hello, Lana. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and Friday night... 
I have an, I said as a special guest, well, here, here's the news. Uh, Dutchie from the Precision Shooting Podcast, the comic relief on the show, is going to be here for your entertainment on Friday night to kick back, giggle at and, uh, and enjoy. Uh, and then Sunday night we've got a special Q&A and that is going to be featuring the, uh, the Ballarat crew of uh, the two Stevens, both Emma and Andrew, and Scott Break Everything McMillan. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Scott's got a wealth of, uh, of experience with uh, things that don't work and perhaps uh, experience with some things that's, that do work now. And, and they're all very good shooters and they're all very focused on what they're doing and, and look forward to that. That should be really good fun, although they'll probably have had a few rums before they get on to get the confidence up. Uh, so that it could go either way. It could be really informative or really entertaining. Uh, I'm, I'm aiming for both. Uh, more people in the chat. Hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Ryan, Mary, Ben, Scott, uh, Craig. Warwick, guys, awesome, awesome. There's a, there's a stack on tonight. Jay, you must be popular, mate. Uh, anyway, we'll, um, I think that's about all that's got going on, all stuff. And then, oh, in Monday night, Monday night, uh, Andy Little is on Monday night, I believe, and we're launching a new initiative, which I'm very excited about. We're going we're gonna to use this show to do as much good in the world as we can, in, in our little world that we can, but we're going to do what we can. So I'm looking forward to uh, to launch on Monday night. More details uh, in the next few days about that. Anyway, uh, I think we've wasted enough time uh, building it up. Uh, there's enough guys here. We're going to get the man himself uh, on board. Uh, as I've, I've talked about him plenty of times on the show, as I said, has been on before. But Jay uh, is the the man behind Orange Accuracy. Really, uh, probably one of the best training organisations in, let's say, the Southern Hemisphere. Why not? Let's go with that. Um, and and do know his stuff. But an absolute gentleman. And, and really passionate about seeing this sport uh, go further, passionate about guys getting better uh, at what they're doing and, and loving shooting and just hanging out with, with people and, and really enjoying the community. He's a big part of the community and you'll see him at so many matches of, of service rifle and, and PRS and it's wonderful to have him around at all of those. So, Jay, hopefully you are, you're on deck. We've got you tonight. How you doing, mate? No, very well. I'm blushing. Am I blushing? You're blushing. That's, a, that's an amazing intro, mate. That was Thank the, you. That was the goal to get you all red and, and, and like the <laughs> contrast between you and me right now on screen. You're, it looks uh, you've been out in the sun, mate. I've been outside for three weeks, uh, so you're uh, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. And, and, and you, uh, you, you're doing well tonight? Yeah, doing very well, mate. Thank you very much. Um, just uh, sucking it up like the rest of us <laughs> at home with the family. and Yep. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't say sucking up because it's actually been good, eh, to hang out with the family and you know yeah. get some stuff. Like me and Rory down at the park tonight, cutting some laps and things like stuff like you you just wouldn't do, you know. It's just, yeah, it sucks, but it's kind of been cool. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got to spin on it and look at. I mean, that's the thing is, uh, I tell you what, had had we not been in this position, we wouldn't be doing this show. And and this is what your third time on now. We, we probably yeah. wouldn't have spoken that much in the last. Four weeks, you know, it's, it's, look, at, look at the good things, I guess. Or maybe that's nah. a bad, bad thing for you, I, I'm not sure. But I've enjoyed it, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's been cool, it's been very cool, man. And then just watching everybody else that you've had on, you know, mm. just hearing their side of the world and, and learning what they've learned. And, you know, it, it, it's, I, I think it's a really positive thing for everybody in the shooting community, mate. You're doing yeah. a fantastic job as mate, always. We, we might just give up PRS and just do this instead. No, no, we're, we're going to get out there and shoot as soon as we can. We're going <laughs> to... Where we're building the studio. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Excellent. Very good, man. So um, give us a quick rundown. Not in Darwin, on... butters. <laughs> Not in Darwin. It's too far. Uh, and, and unusable for, you know, eight months of the year as well. Uh, <laughs> so the rundown on, on orange accuracy. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know sort of how you or why you decided to get into running training and and, and 
you know, why, why you would take the time to actually spend time teaching others. Okay. So, mate, I'm, uh, I've been in a very fortunate position with my work over the, you know, the past uh, decade, if not a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, to be uh, to hang out with some guys that are really, really good at, at the shooting game yep. um, and then to be instructed by some guys that are actually even better than the guys that I was working with. So, um, and I got to build a real, a real, I don't, I don't like to talk it up, but like a real wealth of knowledge, mm. which you don't realize you've got until you start talking to people. Um, so, and those guys that I was working with and still work with today, um, their passion for what we do is, you know, through the roof and it just makes it easier to go and hang out and, and, and shoot and test things and, and try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through through all those mentors and all those guys I've hung out with and all those instructors I've been able to to you know to rub shoulders with, I just thought they've given me something that I can I can do something with. And I started doing that within our within our workspace and found that I really enjoyed it. Um, yep. I don't know if I was any good at it, but people let me do it, so I carried on doing it. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. And then um, I, I just. <laughs> I just kept. Uh, I got to a point where I thought, you know what, I, I think there's more to this uh, than than what what we get out of our little world. So I, by chance, well, you know, here in Canberra, I went down to the um, the F class range yep. to see what I could pick up from those guys. I mean, those guys been shooting. Like some of those guys been shooting for you know fifty, sixty years. There's there's stuff in their heads mm. that we'll probably never get out, which which is a real shame because you know that. 50, 60 years of anything, you, your knowledge has got to be through the roof. So I thought I'm going to go down there and see what I can suck out of these guys, you know, see what I can get. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, yeah, and then, so, but that, that just opened up a whole other world to me. So I'd never mm. shot in that competition space. I was always, you know, it was always just what we did for work. Yep. And then um, we got down to that competition space and uh, the competition, you know, take a leave on it, you know, it doesn't bother me whether I finish. 12th or you know, 32nd or, you know, 64 out of 40 shooters. You know, it's, mm. I just like being there and hanging out with guys mm. uh, and shooting with guys and learning from guys. And then I thought to myself, there's a lot of stuff here that I've never heard or I've not been taught. And now I've got that. And now I've got sort of both sides. I need to do something with this other than just keep it in-house, you know. So I thought, why not? Mm. Other people have done it. Yeah. Why can't I do it? I'm gonna wanna give it a nudge and see what I can do to help other people, you know. Let's like there's no way I'm gonna retire on this gig. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Got it. But it but it's just cool to hand stuff back. Like I was actually speaking to a bloke um the other day uh from down in Tassie mm. and he let me know that he shot in his first competition after doing uh one of my courses yep. and won it. Oh, now, uh, yeah, I'm no. not saying that that's my fault or yep. everything I taught him made fault. him win that comp, but I was just stoked that he had taken what I taught him and yep. applied it, you know, down on the range and it was hanging out with other guys, which he'd never done in the past. I was just mm. – that that for me is like, yeah, man, this is cool. I'll keep doing this just to get those stories back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic, man. And so how long have you been have you been operating under Orange Accuracy? How long has that been? Uh, 2000 <laughs> – what will be 2019, 18. I think I, I think I started it at the start of 2017. I'll have to check my Instagram to see when the first post. That's bad, eh? No, no, you're not the only one. You're not the only one who has to do that. 
I'll have to go back and check the, uh, the yeah. Facebook and yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so maybe two and a half, three years, mate. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm just yeah. going to take a quick moment here to, to interrupt you off your flow because, you know, that's what I do. Um, and just, <laughs> just let our viewers know that tonight is, we haven't forgotten, tonight is the Zoom Hangout. So after the show uh, or towards the end of the show, I'm going to put the Zoom room numbers up. Uh, so if you've got Zoom and you just want to hang out for about 40 minutes or so after the show with whoever's around, um, the numbers will be up at the end of the show. Uh, jump on in and, and we'll catch up with you there. So uh, anyway, just putting that out for, uh, for that because, yeah, it's Wednesday night. The Monday public holiday, even though it wasn't really a public holiday given the circumstances I'm in, uh, it's it's thrown me completely for the week. But very good, mate. Very good. And um, and so the the uh, you, you're based out of Canberra. I mean, give us the details for people who are looking to maybe get involved once things go back to normal. Okay. Um, so uh, first of all, check us out on the on the socials, which most people I'm guessing that are watching this already. Hopefully, we're already done. Oh, and if and if not, they Maybe. they need to be. Or basically, yeah. orange accuracy on everything. Uh, uh, so yeah, there's that, and then just jump on uh, on our website at www.orangeaccuracy.com. Yep. Uh, and then there's uh, different information on a couple of different courses that I offer. Mm-hmm. Um, the long range shooting course being the the popular, the most popular of the of the three that are offered. Yep. Um, and and work out what's for you. Whether you want to come and do a beginner course or an intermediate course. And to be honest with you, most of the guys that do an intermediate course, um, for my money, should have just done a long-range shooting course because if, if you've got those skills to come and do an intermediate stuff, uh, we can take you and, and, and throw you at long-range, absolutely no dramas. People yeah. think they need to do stage one, two, and three. Well, that's that's not the case. Yeah. But, yeah, just work out what's, what's good for you and what you want to do and then um, get in touch. Yeah. Um, and we've got stuff like on the website. We've got dates. Uh, plan dates, and then if if you've got a group that want to come and do it, uh, we'll we'll find time, or we'll we'll work around you guys so that um, we can you know get dates to work for everyone. Or if you just want to come by yourself and do one on one stuff, um, we'll I'll also do that. You know, we'll we'll schedule something that works for for you, works for us, and mm. you know works for range bookings, and then we'll, we'll go and do it. It's yeah, just here to help, man. I just want to give back what I've what I've been giving you. Know? So yeah, fantastic, yeah. mate, fantastic. And so yeah. And the, Sorry, my, sorry, on. mate. My my phone number's on there too. Don't don't hesitate to give us a call. I'm more than happy to have a chat too. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Absolutely, man. And uh, I was going to say so because you know, I've I've been in that position where you're running courses and guys are like it, uh, feel intimidated about coming and doing a course. They feel like they haven't got their stuff squared away, or they want to they want to um, get a few things tidied up before they come and do a course, or they haven't got the gear or whatever it is, and. I can guess what you're going to say, but what uh, what advice would you give on that scenario? Um, so on the website, I've, I've, I've listed out the, the gear that is best suited for the training or mm-hmm. you know, for the courses. Um, yep. Is my internet working? Do I have to go and tell the kids to get off some half a dozen devices? No, you're going all right, there's, two kids in this ha- <laughs> there's two kids in this house and there's about 14 devices running at the same time. <laughs> So far, so good, can't mate. Wait. So far, so good. We, we, we can still can't see. Can't wait to get here. them out the door so they can pay for the internet. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a few, few questions about what what uh, trashy TV are you missing out on tonight? But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later on. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Um, yeah, um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so you've yeah. got a list on the website of, of equipment that, that is recommended to come and do the course. So yes. Probably, yeah. 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 But in saying that, um, and there's a couple of guys out there that, oh, well, I hope would attest to it. 
but we can make anything work once we understand how it works, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, uh, what's it? So let's have an example. We run a course down at Castlemaine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the, one of the he's, he's a top bloke. He turned up with his first rifle and he was good to go, like very enthusiastic and thirsty for knowledge. Yep. And he had a BDC reticle and a 16-inch 308 Remnant 700 lot. Yep. And so we do – during the course, we'll, we'll start all our shooting at 100 metres because, mm-hmm. you know, long-range shooting is just 100 metres shooting further away. Um, yep. <laughs> so we started at 100 metres, got it all dialed in, and then the next shot we made after we've had a couple more lessons uh, for him was at 800 metres. Mm. Is that what they get? It? Is that what we get it? Customarily, yep. And he's like, right. "Man, I can't make this shot." And he didn't have exposed turrets. He's got a BDC reticle and the rest. Of it. And we just work with him mm. to, you know, right mill that mill that target. Well, you know, tell me what that target fits into your BDC reticle downrange. Yeah. And then we mill it, and we say, "Well, for us, that's three mil." So you now have a reference within your reticle pattern. That's three mil. Yep. Now, what's your elevation hold? He, you know, I need. I can't remember, you know, 8.5 mil. Yeah. Right. So 8.5 mil above that target is that um, that really nice clear rock on the top of the um, burn. Aim at that. Yeah. Bang, ting. Yeah. Yeah, nice. You know, that's yeah. just just applying everything you know and making it work. And, and man, he – I'm not saying he had the worst hit on the line, but he didn't have the best setup for what we were doing on the line. And yeah. he had the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the course, it's just so cool, man. It's like, 100%. and from there, he's just gone out and he's actually um, turned up at the second course around Castle Maine mm-hmm. with one of the nicest systems I've ever seen in my life. There is so, so much, you know, it just goes to show you can make. Yeah. There's so much truth in, in that where Sorry. you talk about where, where, um, and you know, we, I had guys in the same scenario where they didn't think they had the right stuff, and, and you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm neutral because I don't run anything, and so I've you don't have to come do a course with me because you can't anyway. Um, but I would suggest that if you're watching and you're thinking about getting into it, go and do a course when we can. But go and do a course because um, even if you end up like that guy with a BDC reticle and, and nothing's quite ideal, you will walk away knowing exactly what you want. You probably have yep. played with a couple of guns. I know what shooters are like. They're like, yeah, and here, here, try this, try that, feel this. You'll walk away with a really good picture of exactly what you want. You actually will save you will save yourself a ton of money that way, I think, because you will buy exactly what you need, learn from others' mistakes, and even if you go back and do the course again with your new gear, um, and you know, no doubt Joe would probably bump that up a little bit in, in terms of knowledge, uh, you know, what you what you build on, um, you will still have saved money by by sort of starting with what you've got. Um, tell me if I'm, I'm wrong, Jay, but I think that's right. Um, you're, you're not wrong, mate. Yeah. You are not wrong whatsoever. You, you, there's, I've seen guys blow all the money on the planet on yep. their first rifle and then shoot for half an hour and you can actually see in their face they hate it. Yes. Yep. You know, yep. whereas this, this fellow, he, he's, he's bought what he could afford at the time and what he thought he wanted and all the rest of it. Yep. And then he gets up with the biggest grin on his face and he loves the sport. Yeah. You know, yeah, fantastic. Which is which is really cool. You know, it's good for everybody. Good for mm. good for me, good for you, good for shooters, good for rangers, good for the community. It's just, you know, it's yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. That's what we want. Yeah. And, and I, I certainly found like you know, back when when I was um starting starting off and, and where my passion for training uh, came was the um the the idea that if people what I found is that the guys with knowledge hung around. 
it's, you know, a lot of guys sort of get into shooting, shoot a little bit, don't have a lot of access to stuff, and, and they just do a bits and pieces. But they're not engaged, whereas as their knowledge built, and they're like, oh, this is fascinating. This I want to do this, and I want to achieve this. I want to shoot further or better or faster or what, you know, whatever it is. And they were more and more involved, which helps, as you said, rangers and, yep. and trainers and, and other shooters and the sport to grow and, and, and just has all these, uh, uh, these significant benefits for the wider community. So I... I'm passionate for people to develop knowledge um, because it, it keeps them involved and around. Yeah. Absolutely. Mate, mate we might and have... And as... as ca- carry on, man. Carry on. Sorry. sorry. And it, as people's knowledge grows mm-hmm. um, and people develop skills with the new kit that nobody wants to use, and I, and I always go back to a trimmer three, people are like, oh, it's too, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. As soon as people get their head around it and they start using it, like, this, this thing's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. It's those sorts of people that are going to go, right, oh, Horace, you need to now do this, this, and this because I've outgrown this reticle. Mm. And, it, and it keeps, you know, it keeps industry um, yeah, involved and keeps them innovating and it, it makes it better for everybody, you know? Yeah, 100%. And, and that's the thing. Look, well, the, you you have a, a wider circle. You, there, there's there's a bigger money pool. There's more sort of stuff happening, which leads to better development. You know, the, the reason we're so far advanced in, in this long-range shooting world is because there was that desire and that need for it. And then, and then yeah, the, the, from the military side of things and, and then yep. the civilian stuff <clears> – <throat> And the civilian stuff pushed, you know, in the competition world, they push because they're not restricted by, by you know, what, what they have to be able to deploy for how many people need to use one system. They can just go, oh, I'm going to do it that way or that way or that way. And we just have so much uh, creativity, innovation, and then it gets pushed harder and harder and further. And it's worthwhile doing because, you know, if someone creates something, they might sell a couple hundred of them. And it's worthwhile you know, investing that time and people do it for the that and for the passion of it and and yeah more more shooters and with high level of knowledge works uh, works really well absolutely mate no, i yeah. fully agree uh all right there's a couple of questions that are thrown in uh, jay if we can if we can throw to them mate uh there is oh, i missed there was one um andrew uh up in queensland asks what's the uh, do you see some common mistakes or improvement opportunities you see you guys wanting to get into prs or positional shooting in general um, top top three, he's suggesting. But if there's any common threads that you see, okay. So um, I don't want <laughs> I don't want people to think just because I do this that I'm an amazing PRS shooter. Like, yes, I shoot in the PRS, and yes, I shoot in the PSR. But I ain't as good as those boys in that top ten. Believe you me, uh, they blow my mind. So that caveat uh, <laughs> with with. With what I see through my training um, and, and the stuff that I do, and then the, the stuff that I watch at PRS, and, and I don't like to criticise people at PRS because, like I say, I, I ain't winning any trophies just yet. I'm coming for you, boys. I am coming, <laughs> and especially you, Emma. Say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's on my list. Yeah, good, good. Um, You've got to have a list. You've got to have a list of the people you want to be. Good. Yeah. No, so the so the, the things that I that I really notice, uh, and and, and they just and that's all the basic things. So, um, like I say, long range shooting and even PRS shooting, it's not. It's just really easy to stuff up, and yep. long range shooting is just a hundred meter shooting, but you're further away. Yeah. So, um, but when we get further away, all our little little things we do wrong are magnified and you'll start to pick them up yourself once somebody points them out to you. So mm. number one uh, is trigger manipulation or trigger control and, and you just 
guys jump off the trigger all the time as fast as they as fast as they're pulling the trigger. Yeah. Uh, well, fast as the gun's going bang anyway, uh, they come coming off the trigger. That that's that's right, Ben. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm running a course and that comes off, I explain it this way. If you pull the trigger and the gun goes bang and you hold the trigger for the rest of the day, that's the safest that gun's ever going to be. It's gone bang. It's got an empty piece of brass in it. It can't go bang again until you take your finger off the trigger, lift the bolt handle, run the bolt and put another round in it. So right there, it's the safest. So stay there. Don't move. Yeah, that follow through. Mm. Um, a big one uh, also is natural point of aim. Uh, I bang on and about it really hard during our training, mm. uh, during our courses. And then turn up at a PRS match and don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but but it's okay. Yep. It's not okay. Um, <laughs> so that's the the natural point of aim. Let the gun settle. Let it find its its natural point of aim. Mm. And if it's not pointing at the target, adjust the gun. Don't it? You know. Mm. And if it's on a barricade, you're going to have to adjust the gun. If you're on the ground, maybe you need to adjust you. You know, it's situational dependent. So uh, the Big two. And the other one, uh, the other, well, the third one is uh, breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you, you go through those three that I've just mentioned, they're three of the five fundamentals that I teach. Yeah. So, and breathing, people like, oh, you know, they'll, sh- they'll shoot at the top of their breath or they'll shoot halfway through breathing out or they're breathing. So, they just breathe out, relax, shoot. You know, once once body's got rid of all its oxygen, it's got rid of all its oxygen, it's relaxed. Um, you can hold your breath longer when you're not holding your breath. Yes. You know, so it, your body's got longer fatigue time. You don't shake as much. You know, your eyes don't fatigue. Yeah. All that sort of carry on. So that, they're the top three. And, it, and I, people just go, oh, man, I'm looking for that piece of gold. But the piece of gold was in those, you know, four to five fundamentals that mm. they've been teaching since, you know, <laughs> archers were trying to hit, you know, targets at a couple hundred metres away. It's, yeah. It hasn't changed. That's the that's that's the truth though, isn't it? Like you, you you can you can get real fancy with gear and and techniques and drills and all this sort of gear, but if you haven't got fundamentals squared away, and and you never will, you 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 there's always room for development there. But if you haven't got them squared yep. away, um, you can you can forget the other stuff. <laughs> it'll yep. it'll have the it'll have the biggest long term. Like guys will see they'll they'll learn to like build a knee position, and and that'll you know they'll go from missing targets to hitting targets in half an hour by developing this, you know, they'll, they'll see a net result, but they'll see this massive long-term um, increase in their hit rate if they just focus on those fundamentals, at least I would yeah, say. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another, yeah. Another question here. Where was it? Uh, Carl asks if, uh, Carl from Lithgow asks if you're nervous every time you open your scope caps now. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not even opening them anymore, Carl, and it doesn't help my shooting. <laughs> and uh, and and you you want to explain explain that one? Uh, so I was I was fortunate enough to be uh, at the the testing uh, evaluation centre there at Lithgow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jonesy, one of your guests from the other night. Yeah. He uh, he said, he's like, hey man, so and. I should have I should have seen this coming. So I've known Jonesy for quite some time. Yep. I, uh, <laughs> I had, let's let's say we we worked together for a while. <laughs> Leave it. So I, I know yeah. I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, and he hands me a one hundred and five. Yeah. 
and it's got a you know it's got a scope on it it's got the Steiner scope on it mm-hmm. which I may I, I mean I've, I've been there a few times now, I may have even mounted the thing on on the rifle like I've seen the scope before yeah and if I haven't seen that exact scope I've seen the scope before and he's like hey dude check the scope out I'm like well man show me the scope and I because we're inside I, I lifted the barrel up at the roof so then I could actually get a clear vision of what the reticle pattern all the rest of it was. So I set myself up even well, I couldn't, it didn't need to be this bad. <laughs> so I've done this, lifted it up, sky, popped the cap, and this huntsman has dropped that on my face. <laughs> oh, it's great. I've heard it three or four yeah. times and it still gets so better. So people that... Uh, good. So the people that don't know me, I grew up in New Zealand. I was in New Zealand until I was 26 years I haven't seen a bad spider or snake in my life until I'm 26. It scares the shit out of me, that stuff. <laughs> so I think we are building on the, the advice that people may have picked up over the last uh, few days is don't trust Jonesy for anything. No. 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 <laughs> Not at all. He'll give you some good tips on shooting and stuff there, but. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some spotlighting tips, him. but don't trust him beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Check everything he says, and, no. and if he hands you anything, hand it back. Um, no, those green, those green lasers are so he can find the fox before you do. <laughs> That's right. He's out there in his camo ghillie suit, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Paul Jones asks a, a more sensible question, perhaps. Um, how much do you work on wind calls and, and using kestrels? Are kestrels part of your shooting routine and kit? For me, yes. Um, sadly, uh, our two-day course just isn't long enough to really get into to the wind training. We we go through it. We go through aerodynamic jump, AJ. We go through um, some some wind formulas. We go through if you generally guys have got to trim a three on the course. We go through how to use that. Yeah. You know, seeing mirage, using mirage, seeing what the grass is doing, all that. We 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 talk through that and work through that. Um, we work through gaining wind speed. You already had to apply that to your, your system, mm-hmm. but we spend the first day where we don't even touch wind on the course because yep. we, we're trying to fix and build and create everything else, and then we get into the the, um, the more of the shooting and the distance shooting on the second day. And if the wind isn't sometimes can be doing absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. it's really hard to do do that training other than and I've got some um, some electrical tape, and I'll just wait for people to turn around and I'll dial their wind on. And put some tape over their their turret so they can't see what's on, and then they've got to fix it. You know, that, that's that's you know a little bit of wind training on the course. But for me, when I'm doing my shooting and, and, and when um, we're at work doing our shooting, the, the kest- a kestrel is in my pocket to, like all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, ready, ready. To, uh, one for each pocket. One is none. One is none. <laughs> so yeah, I've got I've got uh, two hands. I may as well have two kestrels. No, it's it's it. <laughs> I do kestrels better than I do my own shooting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they play. So, they play a big role in, in what you uh, what you do from your shooting perspective. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. So yeah, always looking at it. Always checking the wind. Um, like I'll, I'll Jackie and I go walking with the dog, and we'll, and there's a couple of hills we crest, and I've always got it out, checking it, mm-hmm. feeling it. Um, so. With the with the kestrel, uh, it wasn't until I trained uh, with titled accuracy first that I really seen its worth. He really, you know, pushed it home to us. And uh, the calibration of you know yourself and you feel your, what you feel, what you hear, what you're seeing um, to 
like been doing it for years. Been writing it down for years, jotting it down, making notes. You know, wind was doing this. Mm -hmm. I felt that. And as soon as I pull that Kestrel out and go, that's twelve mile an hour. I know now. I know what all that means. You yeah. know, you need that calibration tool. You need to be, you know, working on what the grass does in twelve mile an hour compared to sixteen mile an hour, just in case you know you don't have it when you lay down. Yeah. Um, calibrate yourself to the direction. The wind direction is just as important as the wind speed. You know, so mm. um, that. I know it's a, I know it's a very expensive outlay, um, but that thousand dollars, twelve hundred bucks that you spend on a Kestrel, um, it is almost as important, if not more important, than the bullets you buy, because you, you like if you don't know what's going on around you, you you can't you can't guess it, you know. Like um, the reason that police officers have a radar gun to check your speed is because they humans suck at guessing speed, but. <laughs> A, a, a patrolman can't, you know, a police officer, highway patrol guy can't go, oh, you were doing 115 and then walk into court and go, hey, you were doing 115. Yeah. And magistrate's going, how do you know? <laughs> well, you've got, he's got to have a calibrated tool to do it. Yep. He can't do it by eye. Yep. So us guys that are out in the field trying to guess wind speed, until we've got that question on hand, calibrate ourselves all the time, mm. we're going to suck at it forever. Mm. Mm. You know? oh. So technology is a beautiful thing. Embrace it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to at the moment. Um, we uh, <laughs> I, and I'll, I'll I'll back up that wind uh, wind reading and and wind application is a perishable skill, uh, significantly. Absolutely. I um I, I was very fortunate. I used to be on range 12, 13 days a month, uh, and I was I was uh, actually possibly more. And and again, same as you, Kestrel in the pocket was always looking, looking, guessing, checking, calibrating myself virtually daily uh, to the point where, yep. where we were able to call myself and, and, and Dan Incole, the other trainer I was working with, we were able to look downrange and, and call wind and, and have someone down there confirming back to us on radio and we were you know, pretty much bang on a lot of the time, a you know, big big percentage. I shot, yep. a, I shot a match uh, yep. at late, uh, no, beginning of this, uh, earlier this year and I'm looking through the scope and I would not have any put any time or focus on wind for three years because been doing this competition thing but the other side of it and and i put no no focus on it practice into it and looked down range saw the wind i went there's definitely some wind <laughs> um okay well i'll just aim that way a bit um hold left edge we're good uh and and i just i found myself uh, just just lacking in just you know that 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 skill diminishes uh, fairly quickly, and um, yep. so I, if if you are in, into it, stay on it, and it, it, it makes sense that you are on this you know still reef, having done it for however many years you've done it, you've got to keep that uh, skill honed. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, it takes a little bit yep. to to draw that back. So I'm 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 way off my game on that side of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so just another little quick. Tip on that wind, wind calling stuff mm. is call wind for your mates. So when you're calling for your for your mates and you're spotting, there's there's no ego associated with it. So mm -hmm. I'll make a call for you and I'll say, hey, come here, give me one point two left. I don't care if you miss the shot. That's not my fault. It's not your bullet. That's not my bullet. It's your bullet. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're wasting your time and money, not me. Yeah. But when you when there's no ego associated with it, I, I don't look bad if I make a bad wind call. You look bad because you missed the target. <laughs> so, but you you will yep. find yep. you'll find you make better wind calls. Because the consequences aren't on you. Yeah. So try and do it for your mates as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually, I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I've, I found that I learned a lot more from spotting and working with someone on wind than actually being behind the gun. 
because um, when you're behind yes. a gun, you, you're like, okay, making wind call, making adjustment, and, and fundamentals and breathing and trigger and this and follow through, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all, all this stuff. Whereas when you're on the spotter, you're like, what's the wind doing? Yeah. And that's, yep. and that's your own, you know, that and, and watching your, uh, watching your, uh, uh, you know, what's happening downrange is, is everything that you are doing. Uh, and so I found that, uh, you know, I, I would upskill wave. I mean, that's probably why I got quite good at wind because I was through a spotting scope for four hours a day. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and so spotting for other people, you will learn so much more of spotting for a, for a PRS match or, or just going and shooting with mates and being on the spotter. Don't be afraid to not shoot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I totally agree. Very good. Uh, do, you, do you talk about wind bracketing at all on your, on your course or is that something? You oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's um, so wind bracketing. So my eyes got open massively to wind proper when I started using the Trima 2 originally, now Trima 3. Yep. Um, so holy shit, man. I can see all my wind. I can see what my wind is on target. Yep. Like somebody's telling me that's 12 mile an hour. I can see that third dot on target and I can see the first and second window on the target. I've got 12 mile an hour on this target. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Make the shot, you know? Yep. So that was a, f- that, and that's just wind bracketing. Yeah. But it's visually, visually represented on your, uh, on your reticle with the wind dots here. Yeah. We can take that, especially with our software these days and, and create our own bracket. So let's say we're at, uh, I don't know, let's, uh, we're at 500 meters shooting at six, five, you, you're holding uh, 2.93 mil, uh, your four mile an hour bracket for is uh, 0.3 per every four mile an hour. So hold up my kestrel, it's doing 16 mile an hour. Uh, so that's, what's that, four lots of four mile an hour. So I'll just look at 1.2, 1.2 is on the target, and then I've got, you know, uh, 0.9 and one pile on the target. So I don't care if it's 12, uh, 16, 12, or 20 mile an hour down at 500 metres, I can see that bracket on target and bang, you know, where yep. you go. So the, the bracketing thing is really, really cool. Yeah. Can I employ it at speed under a clock on a barricade that's a star picket with a bag that falls off it while, you know, Jamie Dennis is heckling me? He doesn't heckle, he's just a really nice guy. He's making that shit up. Um, no, I can't. Yep. But I'll teach it to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the, once once you work out wind bracketing uh, as a, as a concept, it, it changes how you look at trying to engage targets downrange, yeah, particularly in the in the PRS yes. and, and and service rifle world where you are you're trying to hit target uh, more than you are trying to do these tiny groups. Um, it, it certainly yep. it stacks in your favour uh, immensely. Immensely, yeah, nice man, nice. Uh, just a quick little yeah. shout out to the to the guys who are who are watching. Um, tonight is our Zoom hangout night, so if after the show you've got a little bit of time for about forty minutes, we're going to all get in the Zoom room together. Whoever's around, numbers will go up towards the end of the show. Come hang out, ask questions, chat, show show guns off, show all sorts of stuff off, and uh, and it will be uh, be good fun. Righto, Jay's uh, Jay's topping up on on the beverages. Good, good, important things to do. In fact, there was there was some chatter about um about uh, there was a question. Uh, run out of single malt whiskey. Anyone got any good recommendations for something uh, for, for something is preferably Australian? Do you, are you a whiskey drinker at all, Jay? Are you uh, oh, he's he's off. He's gone. We've, we've upset him with questions. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to remember those sorts of names, but. If you put a, you put a single malt in front 
I mean, I'll drink it all night long, but uh, remember his name? No. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you did get some uh, some answers on that, which is uh, which is excellent. Um, uh, all right, here we go. Um, just to, oh, actually, there, there is one more in wind, and I'll come back to another question. Um, uh, why do Aussie shooters use miles per hour uh, instead of? Well, he says miles per hour and yards instead of meters and and kilometers per hour. I, I have to say that generally, the ranges I shoot on uh, are meters meters generally but i think the yard side of things um uh is is more so that that's the how the ranges were built originally and so we, we often use that when we're talking about a range having said that why do we use miles per hour versus kilometers per hour or meters per second in the wind side of things you got me all right so uh when you there's there's probably one man that could answer to all of this carry on and that'd be tied over at accuracy first but with this tremor three reticle and the way they design it and believe you me i've spent many an hour trying to reverse engineer it and work out where they've come well yep. where these wind dots have come from and how they come up with them yep um but needless to say most guns most calibers are sort of six mil to seven mil sort of in that sort of bracket will work out as a four mile an hour gun Four mile an hour works out to be roughly six point five kilometers an hour, or one. We never remember the meters. About one point two or one point two five meters per second. So I suck at my one point two five meters times table, and I suck at my six point five kilometers an hour times table. But I'm really good at four times tables. Well, I'm not really good at it, but it's easier <laughs> to work enough, out. Good enough, yeah. 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 So it 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 was. It's just all about making the the math easier. So when it comes to mile an hour um, or kilometres an hour, if you were to stand out in the wind, like let's say you're sta- at the racetrack, at a car racetrack, uh, V8 supercars, and I told you to tell me how fast the car went past in mile an hour, and most people look at you and go, what are you talking about? And then I say, right, tell me how fast it went past in kilometres an hour. And they'll also look at you and go, what are you talking about? So we need a tool to tell us how fast stuff's going past us, including the wind. The Kestrel is going to tell us, you know, how fast the wind speed is. Who cares what unit of measure it's in, you know, whether it's in kilometres an hour, miles per hour, metres per second, inch, inches per whatever the imperial <laughs> time measurement is. Um, you know, it's going to tell us a number. Yeah. And it's the number we need. We don't need the unit. We just need the number so we can turn it into a bracket so we can work it out into a reticle. Yep. Yeah. So... I, I, I work in mile per hour because the numbers are easier for me. And then in the next breath, I will rubbish in my way to the cows come home. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I, I think uh, you're spot on because guys do use meters per second. There, there are plenty of guys around who do use. And, um, and I just, I can't get the, the numbers don't, uh, same thing, just simple maths. And I've found miles per hour has been more simple with running formulas. Uh, and, and you can do them in yep. minutes. Yeah, all the numbers work out. It, it works. But, uh, yeah, it just it just seems to that the numbers are easier to deal with miles per hour, and they're good enough in terms of accurate enough to to still hit targets. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've when you're worried about trigger control, breathing, <laughs> side alignment, natural yeah. point of aim, balancing your gun on a star picket, mm-hmm. trying to breathe, keep up with time, and then do your one point two times table. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> All over it. Missing. All over it. Missing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm probably just uh, on a spotting scope. Uh, all right, now there was a question back a little bit further that was unrelated to win. We, we, we might move on from win because we could we could spend the next uh, 15 episodes on it and not cover it. Um, <laughs> someone was talking very nicely about you, Jay. Uh, you look like a very fit bloke. It's, you got wow, an hour, thank mate. you. Yeah, there you go. That was it. Thank you. Uh, that was a comment. <laughs> uh, oh, well, let's end the show. Let's end it there. That's a good way to end it, mate. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, <laughs> can you tell us what sort of physical training you do to keep yourself fit and healthy and ready for competition shooting? Yeah, so I've, I've actually started mucking around with this a little bit, to be honest, yeah. Rusty. So the, yeah, I, don't, I don't see a massive uh, – I don't see a massive physical impost on any of the stuff at the PRS or the PSR, but obviously being fit and healthy makes it easier for you to, you know, to breathe and focus on other things. If, if you're struggling, you know, if you're unfit because you've just walked a couple hundred meters to get to the next foreign line or, you know, mm-hmm. you've just run back to grab your magazine 10 meters to run back to your rifle, you know, that's a 20 meters, you know, most people are doing that to go to their letterbox, you know. <laughs> So if that's a problem, yep. maybe that's something you can work on to, so you don't have to focus on it. So, you know, just getting out for a walk and all that sort of carrying yep. um, I, I actually think the biggest thing for, for shooting, and I don't work on it, never have, never probably will, but need to, um, is flexibility to get yourself into those positions, you know, get yourself, you know, contortionalised into, you know, that stupid box that you've had that time and, you know, fences and carrying oh, oh. <laughs> Flexibility would be really cool. Yeah. I can't yep. be bothered with it. But um, being flexible would be a really good thing. Um, obviously, just uh, just being healthy, just being fit, healthy. You don't have to be able to, you know, um, bench press the world or squat the world or, you know, be able to run a marathon. But just being healthy lets you focus on, you know, the task at hand. Yeah, absolutely. Does that answer the Does that answer the question, mate, or have I just danced around it? I think uh, I think uh, with without getting, I mean, without getting into a full fitness regime, which is perhaps the other way the question could go, which is uh, probably fair and, and talking about bringing it relevant to it. Yeah, you're you're right. Like, um, if I'm going to be shooting matches, I'm going to personally want to be a bit fitter, but not because it's f- super strenuous, but that'll put me in a better position with with breathing, with with you know, it's not not running out of breath and bits and pieces, and um, that's uh, you now start to give away some plans for next week but anyway that's uh, that's, that's the way we're, we're headed so more on that uh more on that in in future future times um yeah very good now there was a few other uh uh sledging sledging at matches how do you deal with uh, with getting sledged during matches uh, and and I'll, I'll just i'll put a caveat on this that generally speaking you only sledge other shooters that you know this the sledging is done in uh, good fun but there is plenty of it. How do you uh, how do you is, find is that? that? Uh, so the 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 very first PRS match I shot, mate, was at uh, Mildura. Yep. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if my rifle was, you know, was what it needed to be to be able to shoot these comps and the rest of it. But I, you know, a couple of people talked me into it, and there was a good bunch of dudes. It was cool to hang out with and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. First. Shoot that I did was when you had at that major match was you had to pick up a t- had to run down pick up a tire bring it back make a shot run down pick up a tire make a shot you're stacking the tires up. Yep, I remember that. All I wanted to do was make my cold bore shot, make that first shot of the day, and I think it was only like 300 meters or something. But I just wanted to nail that first shot, and if I miss for the rest of the day, I don't care. I was just going to be happy making that shot. <laughs> Richard Bazlodinsky, who I'm guessing has answered this question, has he asked this question? He's one of the guys discussing things. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was ripping into me. Like, and we were having bad, like, we were giving it to each other backwards and forwards. There was stuff mentioned about wives and what I was. <laughs> it's, it was wrong. Yep. But it was happening. Yep. If he's starting it, oh, man, I'm doing this. <laughs> Even though I'm running backwards and forwards and tires and shooting all this. Yep. Best stage I've ever shot in my whole PRS career. <laughs> there is a, so there's a correlation is what you're saying. Yeah, so it stops me from thinking about how bad I'm about to be, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy trying to think of the next sledge. <laughs> Gets me out of my bubble. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, no, it was cool. It was really cool. It was actually, I really enjoyed that day, to be honest with that. Yeah. That was cool. We, at our club, we, um, you know, we, we've got some pretty good, pretty good PRS shooters at the club. You know, Andy Little and Plushy oh. and Travi and, you know, there's, there's an Ash and there's, there's a solid amount of guys there who are, who are very good shooters. And so one of the things that we actually, we do during our club shoots is we super consciously get stuck into each other. I am known, you, you never want to ask me to film your stage because a lot of guys go, oh, can you film my stage so I can watch it back and get better? Because I will get both phones out and a third if I had another hand and I will put them there and, and I'll film your stage <laughs> in your face and in the way. Because if you can deal with distract, like I'll never touch you or anything like that. It's completely safe in terms of allowing you to shoot. But because if you can deal with that much disruption and, and distraction going on and still be focused on hitting targets and ignore me, which is sometimes difficult, but if you ignore me and, and ignore what's going on around you, what I've found is guys' focus is it actually builds over that. And when we, we do it. We only do it to the guys who are who are on board with that concept, but they, you know, we do it um, in, in a way that's intentional, so that they find themselves under some pressure. And uh, and uh, so far, it has worked really, uh, really well. And the guys can basically just turn everything off. Um, I've had to get creative in how to uh, how to throw them off their game, but um, yeah, it works. It works well. Can you stop making those boys better, mate? It's like- <laughs> Coming from a, a state or a territory that doesn't have a competition, a club competition, it is really hard to come down there and suck <laughs> when you're making them better all the time. You're uh, you're welcome, Jay. Please, you're welcome. <laughs> there's a guy. No, actually, you, mate, that club of yours. There's a guy. In, that's the gold mine of shooters down there, man. Oh, we uh, we do all right, man. But there's actually a guy in Canberra. You should look him up. He does some shooting training. You could probably go and catch up with him and spend a day if you orange some sort of fruit something or other. I can't remember. Anyway, no. go check him out. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, back, back onto it. Back on. This is this is why I love this community because we just, it's nice to, uh, it's nice to get stuck into things. Uh, all right. Um, have you thought about doing a course? We're back. We're back onto wind. Sorry, mate. That's where that's where the questions yes. are going. But have you thought about doing a course, like an extended course, that is designed purely around wind and kestrels and and that sort of thing? I would love to, mate. I would love to. And there's some locations around this country. That would be amazing for it. Yep. But due to obviously, as everybody knows, our rules and regulations around templating and and whatnot, it gets very very difficult to be able to you know take people to those facilities and um you know and, and use them to their full potential. Mm-hmm. If I get my way with my wife, eventually, um, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get that block of dirt that's got the knoll. Yep. In the center of it, and, and we're going to turn it into um well. Would like to turn it into just that, just that ultimate that wind course. It might not be me. It might not be me, boy. It might be, you know, me grandkid. I don't know. But with 
just just the range restrictions makes it really really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the so what it, it's not the well it's top the top two places I've shot on the planet. Um, one of them being over in in, in Texas at, at um, uh, in Canada on a property out there. Um, you you stand up and you're feeling 24 mile an hour wind on your face, and you lay down and you're feeling 24 mile an hour on your shoes because it's driving through the soles of your feet. Wow! So hold on a minute, the wind is just coming directly at me when I'm standing up. So you stand back up, and then it's smacking in the side of the face. It's like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. So then you have to spend a bit of time and work out where it's coming from and what the train's doing with it, and then lay down and make your shot. And then the next target is, you know, 40 degrees in that direction. So now it changes all again. Yeah. In, in Australia, we just don't have the, the facilities for that. You know, we could – I think the best way to be able to do a proper wind course, um, we wouldn't be able to shoot most of the time. We'd just be standing there holding up, you know, Kestrel, looking into the wind, working it out, all the rest of it, and then walking over to another location and starting again just due to our restrictions. With templating there, it's it's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, I, I, I would dearly love to do it because it's like it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's uh, yeah to be able to get out on on a property that's got all sorts of dynamics and, and stuff would be uh, you learn you learn a lot and you learn quick. You have to. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, well yeah, absolutely. Well and truly. Uh, all right, I'm just going to have a little scroll through the chat uh, to see if there is anything else that we need to uh, we need to, to cover off on there. But I've got a question for you because you, you came back from New Zealand and you were basically stuck home for a couple of weeks and that's when we had the, the, the chance to talk to you a couple of times. But um, yep. you, you started producing more video content and, and more yep. you know, stuff on Facebook. How has how that pivot? How has that changed for your business to sort of start – considering more of that I'm, I'm sure you know i know you did a bit of it but to really go down that path yeah mate um uh i had a, i had a course lined up um a couple of weeks ago now a couple mm-hmm. of weekends ago yep um and obviously we had to we have to postpone it due to you know what's going on and yep. then i was starting to well i'm not going to get a chance to get in front of people for a while, and obviously, when we started doing well, you know, when you asked me to come on board and, and do a couple of these with you, yep. for obvi- obviously, nobody's getting out there. Um, and then I went, I had to renew my license, so I had to go down the range and speak to a couple of range officers. They're only there to sign your application so you can get your license. Yeah, right. and started talking about it with them. And I thought, well, nobody's shooting. And, and I know for me, I, I was scratching, chomping at the bit to, to get out there like a junkie waiting to, to go and shoot again. <laughs> So I'm not the only one, man. Or maybe, maybe rather than just waiting for people to come on the course to give them info, maybe I can help. I don't like using the term help. Like maybe I can just give what I can give, you know, to people to to keep them interested. I know, um, I mean, I'm not the prettiest head to look at, and I'm, I mean, I know that it's not the greatest productions in the world and all the rest of it. I just thought, you know, what, you know, maybe maybe people might be interested, and maybe it'll help them. You know, increase their knowledge and, and, and have a thirst for you know more and, and, and chase better bullets and chase mm. better software and you know look for better actions and want that next scope all that sort of stuff you know and then and if we can keep the industry going um, while we're all locked in the house when they let us out you know we're back on straight away as opposed opposed to you know that lag of three or four months yep. before it all sort of generates back again you know that, that that's where I sort of come with. Well, that's exactly where I was coming from with it. Mm-hmm. 
whether, whether that whether people are enjoying it or not. Um, I've, I've got a couple of comments saying that you know they're people are enjoying it, but mm. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it to hopefully maybe one day somebody gets that one percent, you know, and they just go, "Yep, that'll do me." You know? Yeah. Mm. I think the thing is that that. Um, yeah, you get a few guys who are on, and and they're good, and 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 guys will as more people discover. But they're going to sit there as well. They're they're going to be there for a period of time. Like I had a video the other day that had you know had done really well, and then go quiet for a long time, and then someone yep. put the link somewhere because it shot up another thirty percent or forty percent of the views that it had wow. in in like three or four days, and and it's just it keeps on going, and and you never quite know when someone goes, oh, I found this really useful, puts it somewhere, and then. Bang away! Away we go. Yep. So it's uh, it, it's amazing. So um, we we are coming to, towards the end of it. Um, but just uh, we've had a question in the chat as well. But I think it's probably really appropriate. What, how do people find you on on the various social medias? You're on Instagram. Yep. Yep. Instagram. Uh, obviously, it is it at orange dot accuracy. I think it. Yep. Is it at you use Instagram? Yep. And then uh, same on um, on Facebook. Yep. Uh, Orange Accuracy yep. on Facebook. And how long and until you get a, on the... a TikTok? When do we see you dancing on screen? <laughs> yep. That's what You'll I'm see wondering. me on maths before you see me on TikTok. <laughs> that, well, you know that's now going to become a clip from this show. you see me on... <laughs> looking... Emma's, Emma's going to have that one on repeat. <laughs> oh, very good, man. <laughs> good. Excellent. Well, guys, Jay, thanks so much. There are questions there. We're just not going to get to them. Sorry. There is there is so much uh, and um, a lot of stuff about about wind and, and bits and pieces. Guys, go talk to Jay. Give him, you know, the details are there. Hook him up on, on Insta or on Facebook and, and have a chat with him and get lined up for a course. Go watch his videos. Tell him the videos you want him to make while he's, uh, you know, while everything is basically it's illegal to leave the house. Um, go and go and check that out and, and see what happens because, you know, once we're all back and free to get into it, uh, no doubt there will be core states uh, floating around for uh, for Canberra and for Victoria probably as we've done done them previously yep. and, uh, and and more and more projects on the go. So, uh, guys, if you're watching and you've liked what Jay's had to say, we, we've, we've only – only mildly scratch the surface of the the knowledge base that is there, and so there is a lot more to take in, a lot more to go. He spent time with some amazing dudes, and and has become one himself, which is uh, which is awesome to see. So, guys, uh, look forward to go go give him likes now, go jump on it, all that sort of thing. Um, Jay, any any passing comments, anything uh, you want to let the guys know before uh, we finish this up and go into a Zoom hangout? Mate, uh, guys, just get out there, support um, support these channels. Support, you know, you know, whether it's long gun project, impact dynamics, uh, Scotty Patel's yep. got one up there. Scotty knows, I think between, it's called. Between oh, support that stuff. Yep. Yep. Support the get to your local gun shop. If it's not open, go and stand in front of it with a sign that says <laughs> open the shop. You know <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, walk, awesome. Walk in. You know, buy what buy what you can. If you can't afford to buy anything or you don't need anything, go and have a chat. Just look after the people that are looking after us. Go down to the range. There's range officers. I know so in ACT, there's range officers down there waiting to sign your license renewal and things like that. Just go down and have a chat with them. Just go and hang, keep the keep the community going, keep the sport going, and just look look after it. Yeah, um, and uh, send your local MPs uh, if, if you're in one of those states that's struggling. Yep. You know whether it's Victoria, WA, whatever. Queensland. Yep. Send your MP, your local MP. Uh, um, 
a, a letter saying, hey, dudes, this isn't cool. Yep. Um, I think it's a firearms owners union yep. have got a template letter. All you got to do is put your name on the top of it. Put your name on top of it. Send it to your local MP. Let, let, these people need to know that, you know, we want to get out there and enjoy ourselves and we're doing it safely. This is the safest sport yeah. bar none in Australia. Yeah. You know? So just Absolutely. support the Support the sport, man. Support the sport. Yeah, I love it. That's that's it, guys. If you if you see one of Jay's videos, share it out. Do that sort of stuff. Drop it into the shooting groups. Get get support out because we basically we want to be in a position where as soon as everything's back on on track, let's let's get into this. Let's get get stuck into it. Let's get rounds down range. We are we are from a PRS point of view. We'll take a moment to mention that that um we are basically waiting till one range gives us the, the okay that they're back on deck in some sort of time and we will turn a match around as soon as we possibly can, which will be fairly quickly actually. Um so Jura ACT. <laughs> well, get get them on board, man. Get them approved. Let's do, let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So, uh, guys, uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, the the Zoom numbers are, are in the chat. They will be up on the screen in a moment. Uh, take care, and uh, we will see you on uh, um, uh, see you see you on Zoom. See you in tomorrow with uh, with Steve from Outer Edge. And uh, Jay, thanks very much for the time, mate. It's awesome. Always awesome to talk to you, and uh, and all the best, dude. Thanks very much, mate. Looking forward to listening to Steve tomorrow night. He should probably be on tonight and tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll do a combo show sometime. Awesome, mate. No worries. We'll, uh, we'll get into this uh, hangout and, uh, and chat to some guys there. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thank you.